who's Chris Rowland? Wow. So um, a lot of people might know me uh, in town as uh, right now I'm a member of the Board of Selectmen or Select Board, as we've just we kind of renamed ourselves. I am the um, chair, current chair of the Select Board, but I've um, I've been in Marshfield for about 18 years. Um, I spent a lot of uh, my early years in Texas and in multiple and then in multiple places across the country working in media for over 30. This is my 32nd year in media, which, as you can imagine, there's been a lot of change in media over the last 32 years. But, um, you know, we love being in Marshfield. My wife and I are very involved in the, in the community. And, uh, yeah, that's in a nutshell. I have two. I have two. Uh, wonderful daughters and uh both are finding their way and building careers uh, right now and um it's 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 great that's you know that's pretty much who i am so awesome so what got you into the media world i'm always <laughs> interested yeah so i'm one of those weird people that actually majored in advertising like i majored in something that has to do with my what i did for a living uh, uh in college i was an advertising major and at the time, I really thought I was going to be a creative director. I thought I was going to be one of those guys that's like creating the taglines and the and yeah. uh, working in creative. And um, I started out in that, and I did some of that in college in the ad club. And I started uh, looking for copywriters. I think I wanted to be a copywriter. And a good friend of mine from college had started working in the newspaper business in, in Dallas, and. Uh, I was looking for a full-time gig, and he said, why don't you come talk to us? We're looking for people in media sales, and I, I really didn't know if that was going to be a good fit for me. Little did I know that was going to be pretty much what I did for the rest of my life, and I, I um, landed a job with the Dallas Morning News. Ironically and coincidentally, it was uh, working, f um, building, and putting together their real estate magazines for their suburban oh. newspaper group. And uh, so here I am back in back at, at doing real estate media again, you know, 32 years later after all these all these different projects I've worked on over the years. So yeah, so social real producers a new thing is a new thing. So what made you decide to become owner publisher now? Yeah, so it's one of those things too where uh, I'm a firm believer in your network and how you know opportunities come about from meeting people and getting to know people and making sure people know who you are and this is just another example so I had been working for my most recent stint in traditional I would call it big media is I was working as a advertising manager regional director for Gannett Media okay. down the south coast in the Cape managing a pretty large sales team which is kind of where I come from in, in general just managing sales teams and building out magazines and media properties and um, the pandemic hit, and I was working from home managing the team uh, that I had, and I happened to be introduced to uh, another Marshfield resident, which was kind of serendipitous that he's in Marshfield, a guy named Doug Coolyard, who had launched this magazine during COVID in the no November of 2020. And um, it's, part, it's part of a, uh, of a publishing entity called N2 Publishing. N2 is kind of an umbrella company that allows individuals to franchise individual titles under the okay. N2 umbrella. And there's a number of N2 publications around. Um, many people may have seen Life on the Rocks, which is in Cohasset, Life on the Bay, and Duxbury. Uh, 
there's um, there's a Pine Hills publication, but there's there's real producers fairly new to the N2 brand, and there's a South Shore M producers that I own and run, and then there's a North Shore real producers that's owned and run by a gentleman named Talman Hawk. We kind of work together on some levels, but we both are independently owned and run under the N2 umbrella. And, I, you know, my wife's a realtor. My wife's a top <laughs> realtor. It just kind of seemed very serendipitous when uh, Doug and I got together for a cup of coffee, and he showed me the magazine, and he told me a little bit about the community that we that he works in. And I said, I'm kind of familiar with that because my wife's kind of in that business. And the more he talked about how it works, the more I said, this is a really, really cool thing. And it felt like something I, I should do after, you know, 33 years of working for other people and building and launching magazines across the country. It felt like a right thing to do right now is to, is to do my own thing for a while. So, so for those, those that don't know the magazine, what is it? Yeah, well, a lot of people won't know it because it is, it's a very targeted okay. niche publication. So when I look at traditional media, this is kind of how I describe it. When I look at traditional media and traditional mass media, um, that's the reason it's called mass. They want to reach the masses. Right. They want to go to as many people as they can. They want to reach as many people as they can with their content and their advertising and subscribers and readership and all that. If you look at the Patriot Ledger or the Globe, they're like people, one of the first things they ask is, what's your circulation? What's your readership? With real producers, I, I, hyper I have a hyper focus on the top roughly 300 realtors in the South Shore okay. that are in the MLS. So you have the multiple listing system, and MLS is how they, if for anyone who doesn't know about real estate, when someone lists a house, they put it in the MLS. That way all the other members of the MLS, the other realtor members, can, can search those properties and take their buyers to those right. properties and hopefully find their, a, a great home for somebody through that. But it's also a way, it's almost like a membership as well. They're all kind of in the MLS. It's another way to be a, you know, authentic realtor or licensed realtor who's working in the MLS. And when you pull, you can, you can see every year the rankings of the realtors each year in the MLS. And it changes some, but for the most part, the top of the top yeah. are at the top. And um, it's the craziest part, Jonathan, that I found, um, even after being around real estate for as long as I have with my wife, my mother-in-law's in real estate, <laughs> my father-in-law's in real estate, I've been around real estate, um, that there's over 5,000 licensed realtors in the South Shore. Right. And by that, I mean they could just take the test, get their license, hang their shingle somewhere under a broker, and there's over 5,000. Mm -hmm. But I was really amazed and I probably shouldn't be because it's it's kind of the 80-20 Pareto's principle thing that the top 300 realtors do about 80 to 85 percent of all transactions on the South Shore. So over nine billion dollars in transactions. So when you look at that it makes a lot of sense to focus on the top and so that's what Real Producers does and what it does is it um, it features, I'm gonna, I have a copy of it right here, it features the top Realtors on the cover each month. Okay. So every month, um, I meet with all the real as many realtors as I can on the South Shore, um, especially the, in the top 300. Mm -hmm. I sit down with them. I I learn their story. I understand how they got in the business, and it's really cool because there's such a diverse background yeah, of people definitely. that are doing this. And we're talking about people that don't do it for a living. 
they live to do it in a lot of ways. And I know that sounds like against a lot of principle for businesses, don't live to work, but work to live. But in real estate, it's more of a lifestyle. Yeah, and it definitely is. Yeah. And I think these guys are, are – these people are, are doing – you know, they're they're doing this business. So the purpose of this is is to really focus on them, tell their story, and for lack of a better word, humanize the top producing realtors. And then um, what makes it really unique is this magazine's only mailed to this, those top 300. Okay. So that's the target audience is those – yeah, so the top 300, they get the magazine. It's about them. They're reading about their peers. So in a lot, lack of a better word, I mean, it, you know, a lot of people join country clubs or a lot right. of people are in chamber of commerce yeah. or they're in um, some type of business group. And why is that? Because they want to be around like-minded people who are looking at doing the same thing. They can, they can uh, celebrate each other. They can commiserate with each other. They can get ideas off each other. So this is kind of helping elevate that top 300 group into more of almost like a top realtor club, and this is the guidebook to that club. Okay. Hmm. So that's kind of the way it is. So I was on the website, and besides it being a magazine, what else does Social Real Producers do? Yeah, so that's the that's the really cool thing about it. Like if you look at at the magazine, you on, at first glance you'd say, oh, a print magazine in the dawn of digital. And I started out in when print was king. You know, print right. was what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And it, there has absolutely been a big shift to digital in a lot of ways. But I also see uh, print being something that people embrace because it's a constant. People can carry it with them. It's mobile. It's easy. And it's kind of nice to be able to touch the magazine and read it. Yeah. But this, is, like I said, this is just really the guidebook to the community and what – we try to do is we bring the whole community together, full a full facet of ways for that for this group to connect. So, we um, definitely produce a digital version that gets emailed out every month to a list of people, um, including the top 300, our partners in the magazine who support the magazine. These are the vendors, the partners who you you know that, to support these realtors to help them get their deals done and get their people their houses closed. The lenders the the attorneys, the, you know, everyone that helps helps keep that machine moving. And then um, also we feature on feature some rising star realtors every month, okay. which is really cool because they're like the new mm-hmm. up-and-coming, I call them the next 300 because they're really coming up. Uh, they're doing a lot of the right things, but either they're newer to the business or they're just really getting serious about growing that business. And we feature them in the magazine. So they get the digital and they get the magazine as well. So we have that digital version. People share it online, uh, share it through email with, with their networks and things. So there's kind of like a continuous uh, outpouring of marketing with it. We also do some social media support for the magazine and for the community, uh, highlighting our partners, highlighting who we feature, um, talking about the community. And then kind of what ties it all together is we do quarterly events. And they're invite only. Uh, the, the top 300 and the and the partners to support the magazine, support the community, are invited. They're intimate. They're invite only. They're fun. Uh, the last one we did, uh, we did a Green Harbor Golf Club. They had just redone their clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a lot of updates over there. So I did it there. Called it the Fall Fet. I invited all the realtors. They came. There was a bar. Great food. We did a putting contest. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, kind of taking people out of their element to have some fun. And then that way, the people they see in the magazine, the people that they sit across the closing table from every day, they're in a room together and they get to have some fun together and kind of forget the, you know, the struggles. And as you know, the real estate business is tough right now. There's a lot of challenges. But these top producers continue to continue to grow their business every year no matter what. So South Shore Marshfield has a really strong group of you know real estate professionals. Yeah. You know, how much work went to getting them on board and seeing the benefits of this? Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, being a fairly new magazine in a world of you know the other types of media and Facebook and things like that. Um, it's 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 still happening, Jonathan. I mean, I uh, like I said, I my goal is to meet as many of these top realtors as I can, buy them a cup of coffee you know, have a chat with them and really make sure they understand how this magazine works. A lot of them have seen it. They received it probably at the beginning. They got it in the, they received it in their mailbox and they're like, what's real producers. And we're at this point where we're finally seeing people, um, come, come towards me, come towards our team and say, I want to be around this. I want to be a part of it because they see the value of it. And I think when, when I do sit down with them, they really understand the value of, Again, having a seat at the table, you know, it's 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 very intimate, it's very targeted, it's very niche, but it's it's really cool when somebody like Karen Rowley, who's on the cover this month, sits across the table from a Poppy Troop, who's another top realtor, um, at a closing table, and one of the things they talk about now is, oh, I saw your cover story in Real Producers. I didn't know that you used to be in the media business before you know 9/11, and then you came home and turned into a top, you became a top realtor. Those are the kinds of things we do. We tell those stories, and we help bring those people together because they're doing business together every day. So what's the next six months look like? Yeah, no, um, so it's a really important time. I mean, obviously winter is not the best time to uh, throw parties, although it can be. Uh, yeah. But we have an event coming up in April we're working on right now. It's going to be outdoors primarily. We're still leery of COVID a little yeah. bit. So we're hoping to do this uh, April event um, outdoors. We're still working on the venue and the details of it. Uh, really, a lot of it is just continuing to ramp up the value that I can give my realtors and give the partners that support the magazine and support the community uh, through uh, maybe some smaller get-togethers, making sure that we continue to put a, put together a great product with you know really, really strong photography and well-written articles and just my my goal is to meet as many people as i can that have the touch the top of the real estate community every day so that's the next six months kind of what we're doing so what separates you from others i'm sure there's other people that are spotlighting realtors but maybe not in the way that you're doing it yeah realtors have always been an important target audience for marketing and media and rightfully so you know they're um you know, they want to be discovered, you know, with the age of Google, there's those Google AdWords, there's, there's you know, ways that the realtors can stand out on Google, digital type magazines, and then there are traditional magazines that are still out there. I mean, one of the reasons I moved to Boston was to work for Metricorp Media and Boston Magazine Group and help them launch, uh, help them launch some uh, publications, but, you know, and those guys are still going strong and they still do their big best ofs and things like that. But the one thing that realtors can't do, and, and realtors can buy mag- buy ads in, the, in, in, in the, those yeah. magazines, but the one thing they can't do in real producers is buy, buy their way into real producers. Okay. 
And by that, I don't mean it in a negative way. If they want to advertise in other places, great. If they're looking to reach, you know, the community and the residents, great. But this magazine is, in a way, is 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 kind of an honor for realtors. They the only way to be featured is for us to choose them, and select them and put them in the magazine. So, the other thing is we don't charge realtors anything to be participate in the magazine. So there is no pay for play or anything like that. We rely on our partners to support the magazine through advertising, through sponsorships, and just being there to put the fuel in the tank of the machine that's, that, we're, that we're running here. But um, I think that's the most unique part of Real Producers. Uh, the other thing that's really cool is there's over 100 Real Producers across the country, and so we have a network of publisher owners that we can rely on to, to keep creating more features that are relevant to our audience and continue to increase the value and the and a lot of idea sharing. Yeah, a lot of idea sharing, and I think there's always that in 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 some level in publishing, whether you're a city magazine or a daily. You know, there's networks and groups that can get together. But this is a very uh, tight knit group. Uh, there's a Facebook fi- private Facebook page. We get together a few times a year and meet and talk about things, and um, it really does help you hone your skills and make the magazine strong. So what advice would you give to someone that wants to get into your field and do what you do? You know what? Um, I think I will say this. Don't believe that the, the hype that, that print is dead. Mm-hmm. Don't believe – they've been saying that for 50, 40 years, and it's still around. If you, you know, There's still plenty of print magazines out there. But I do say diversify yourself. Like understand um, that the messaging, understand how to um, – Take those message. Take those messages to the people you want to reach through different medium. And the way I look at content's content, it just depends on how people consume that content. So understand how people consume and meet the people where they are. Uh, I still think the media business is one of the greatest businesses out there. I know there's been a lot of challenges in the traditional media world um, out there in, in most recent times with reputation and things like that, but I still believe that traditional media is important, and I also believe that niche publication is like the, the next big thing. Yeah. People want content that's very, very hyper-focused to them, mm-hmm. and I think if you want to get in this business, look for opportunities to do that. I mean, But also understand what part of the business do you want to be in. Do you want to write? Do you want to be – do you want to create content? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in management and operations, or do you want to be in sales or, or marketing? Uh, those those types of things, uh, understand where you really want to be and, and get involved in it. I've been very fortunate to be on all sides of the business, mm-hmm. both in publisher, as a publisher and as an ad director. When you're a publisher, you work a lot with writers and editors, and I've been very fortunate in my career to work in New York, work in Boston, work in Las Vegas, Texas, you know, and, and be able to do that. And it's been a great career. It's been a really, really fun career, and I'm I'm happy to be closer to home in the South Shore. Yeah. I mean, I love living here. I love being a part of the community here. And this magazine allows me to be even more a part of making the South Shore the great place it is. So, What's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? You know, I, I, I thought about this question because um, I, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And when, you, you know, when you've been around as long as I have, you've gotten some great advice that um, kind of sticks to you. I think... I think the one thing that um, really 
stuck with me is, especially in business, is is work really hard, give 100%, but give 100% to everything. And by that I mean the ba- be balanced and give 100%. So when you're working in your magazine, working in your business, give 100% to try to, you know, if you're going to do it, do it, yeah. right? But also if when, you're, when it's time to take a break or if it's time to to go on a hike or ski or take a trip, yeah. do 100% there. Don't be afraid to take risk. Don't right. be afraid to try new things, try new foods, try things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's cliche, but life is pretty short, so yeah. I don't think you want to be at the end of end, end of your days and have any regret. And I think that's been kind of my mantra in my life for a long time. If you could jump from the time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? Uh, uh, be happy with the hair that you have. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, you know, I think, I think, I think you, I, I think really enjoy the ride. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, you're young. I mean, I remember being super young and very asper, you know, very driven, and I wanted to be successful and make a lot of money and be recognized and get, you know, win awards and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, and I still enjoy that, uh, being recognized. Everyone loves to be recognized for their hard work and for their successes. But I think just enjoy the ride and know that this too will pass, like, the things that you think are horrifically horrible or challenging. I mean, I have young daughters, so I watch, I'm watching them go through yeah. this. And I just chuckle a little bit. It's not that what they're c- concerned about isn't important. It, it's just going to pass. It's going to pass, and eventually you'll look back and go, wow, that wasn't that big of a deal. So, you know, I used to surf a lot um, when I was younger, and I still try to get out on the water a little bit. And when you ride – waves when you surf you learn to go with the wave you, you yeah. fighting the wave is not a good idea mm-hmm. so you know ride the waves just ride the wave you're you're gonna fall off the board sometimes you're not gonna get up sometimes on the board mm-hmm. sometimes you're gonna get up and you're gonna have a beautiful ride but it's all part of surfing so life is like that you know and business is like that so it's not how many times you fall it's how many times you get up and you just got to get up one more time and you fall and you're successful so just keep doing that and i think that's what I would give myself. You know, I, I think I would cause myself a lot less stress and pain if I could go back in time and tell myself that. That so, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So last but certainly not least, if people want to find out more about you and Social Real Producers, where can they go? Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy. You can call me. Uh, my cell number is 617-820-3961. Uh, I know this is Marshfield Communities Television as well, so uh, my other hat is – as a select board member, I'm always open to receiving mm-hmm. calls and texts from anyone in town. If they have advice, if they have criticism, whatever they have for me. On the if, business side here. Yeah, well, I know it's on the business side, but on the business side, they can reach me if they want to find out more about Real Producers. Um, you can also go to chris.roland, R-O-H-L-A-N-D, at realproducersmag.com. And you can go also find us on our, our Facebook page and Instagram pr- page. Uh, I believe it's SS Real Producers, but you can find us pretty easily on, on both of those platforms. And um, you'll see me around, running around time, town talking to realtors. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you for doing this. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me in, Jonathan. I really appreciate it.